where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. This is not a time to get distracted. And this is not a time to go off course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word to do. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. I'm telling you, this is a great day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad therein. And we thank God today that we have a special guest. Amen. Before we get into the Word and we get into some things, some questions and uh, about the Kingdom of God ministry and what it represents and what He's planning on doing and that's going to be different from the same old, same old that we hear. You know, it's kind of like we opening up another McDonald's, uh, Burger King or uh, something. We constantly... Uh, getting a lot of direction to the same stuff that wind up being the same stuff. But anyway, let me have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you in all that you are about to do and all that you are doing already. Father, we ask you to bless us that we may go forth, that we might be a blessing to someone that's in the midst that may hear and know the direction that you would have them to go. And God, you bring forth conviction in that one that's running contrary to your will and to your way. And Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We honor you in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Amen. Like I said, my special guest today is Dr. Herrick Brunswick. Amen. We thank him for being a part of the broadcast, and especially to those of you in the metro area. I want you to take note, but guess what? We're going to be so good that even those of you that's not in the metro area, amen, my brothers in Louisiana that I, I, I get, I talk to and hear from, the sisters in Florida, amen, and uh, 
just all around. And to those of you, we ain't going to go to Germany. We thank God for those of you in Germany. Amen. It's 12 midnight in Germany right about now. But we thank God for those of them that's listening and tuning in. And you can be a blessing because we have many books and many uh, things that could help you to go forth in the direction God would have you. Dr. Brunswick, how you are doing today? I'm doing uh, pretty good, uh, Pastor Ware. I, uh, you know, having a good day and uh, just getting some things done. So I thank the Lord for the health and strength and able to uh, use my right mind and try to get some things done for the, hey, kingdom, amen. for the kingdom's sake. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for you. Amen. Uh, I have questions, and I'm sure many others going to have questions and uh uh, if you happen to have a question, we're not going to wait to the 30-minute time. What we are going to do is we're going to ask you that you have freedom to call, amen, and we'll stop and try to answer your question as the broadcast go on. That's 404-355-8699. Those who use, especially in the metro area, we'll be more than happy to hear from you. Amen. Uh, Dr. Brunswick is now, will be presiding at uh, 15 Blaylock Street in uh, Hapeville, Georgia. Uh, Dr. Brunswick, you want to get it going and then I'll come in and ask my question. Okay, well, uh, I would just uh, like to say uh, thanks to you uh, for the opportunity uh, to, uh, to teach again uh, in the facility. And, uh, you know, this is something I've been doing for uh, close to 18 years uh, when I wrote the 12 books and uh, been distributing them uh, across the country. And I attribute you and your effort uh, because uh, in giving you uh, copies of the books, you were responsible for those getting them in the prisons. Now, I don't know how they get there. Uh, I even got one from a federal prison, uh, where was it, New Hampshire today or someplace. So uh, the books are going into prisons around the country. And, uh, and uh, you know, I thank you for your effort and sharing them with others. And whoever you shared it with, uh, they're the ones who got them to uh, prison locally, I assumed, and then in much room from there. Uh, so I'm getting orders uh, across the country. I get letters from people across the country saying that finally, finally, the Bible making sense. Amen. And, and that's, that's, that's our slogan, is that teachings that make sense. And one of the problems that I had growing up is that I hear preachers uh, from the pulpit and teaching various things, and a lot of things just didn't add up because I would go home and I would read the verses and chapters, and things just didn't make sense to me. And when I asked questions about it, uh, they would give me an answer, but their answers didn't make sense. Right. Uh, and so, you know, it was frustrating, so I started going the different denominations, trying to make sense. And, you know, everywhere you went, uh, someone will give you a different answer. 
And the Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. Okay. And I found that all the different denominational teachings are confusion. Right. Uh, one denomination says this, and another denomination says that. And it's not what the Scripture says. Mm -hmm. So if the foundation is flawed, then how could you trust the rest of the things that they teach? And that's one of the problems that I had because we inherited this doctrine uh, that we've been following over the years. You know, I grew up as a Baptist. I went to Methodist. I went to, you know, Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, I, I, I talked with uh, folks at Latter-day Saints, Jehovah's Witnesses, and all of these different doctrines. And all of us are supposed to be believing the same God and the same Christ. Right. So it's time for us to really study the Bible and understand what it's really saying and what we really should be doing. And I, I feel and I found that a lot of, and I use the term lightly, Christians, right? Uh, they're, they're into tradition, and they really don't study the Bible. Yeah, they read the Bible, but there's a difference between studying and reading. And so uh, I... Uh, have and that's why we named the Kingdom of God Learning Center. Amen. Because we need to learn some things, you know. And Hosea four six say that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And I found that people who profess uh, confess to be Christians uh, are lacking in knowledge. Now they're good in following tradition. Right. And repeating and regurgitating the traditional teachings. Right. But somehow their common sense don't kick in uh, to tell them that how in the world Christ is going to die on the Friday and raise Sunday morning, and that's three days and three nights. And rather than calling the Lord a liar, we should really search the scriptures to find out what the truth is. Uh, the Bible tells us that God is a spirit, and mm -hmm. they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. in truth. That's right. And so if we are worshiping him with Christmas trees uh -huh. and Easter bunnies and uh, All Saints Day and Valentine's Day and all the other supposedly saints-type days, they're not related to Christianity at all. And so we have done away with God Holy Days because God Holy Days tells us about his salvation plan. So we need to understand God's Holy Days so that we will understand God's salvation plan. And uh, so those are the kinds of things that I hope that uh, I'll be able to share with people at the Learning Center. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm strong on fellowship and as well because if we're supposed to be uh, a community, a unit, you know, then we need to get to know each other and, uh, and be there for each other. Uh -uh. And we want to be strong on prayer as well. So Okay, you know. I, I just want to mm -hmm. cut into you because, you know, what really, when I first heard that, and I was like here in the Acts where Paul was telling them to do uh, to the Gentiles, 
not to do anything except don't drink. Uh, I mean, don't eat anything, scrangle, uh, don't commit fornication. And I thought now, I thought that was it because Mm -hmm. I really didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know who I was, then I went on, I rode that bandwagon until you began to show me how that we was not uh, the Gentiles. <laughs> and therein was mm-hmm. the question where the people, if, if I believe I'm a Gentile, mm-hmm. then I'm still going to find myself uh, doing, not willing to follow through with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But the but the good thing, even the Gentiles, as I began to search the scriptures, uh, as you began to write in uh, the book, some of your books about the different uh, holy days, mm-hmm. we saw that in Corinthians, uh, the first Corinthians, and uh, around the fifth chapter, uh, six and seven verse in uh, John. 129, how that Christ was the Passover and how that they celebrated. Those just two mm-hmm. new two, just right. two New Testament scripture sure. verifying that the early church did observe Passover. Oh, yes. And then the unliving bread, I saw that in the book of Acts, the 12th chapter, and around the third verse, in Acts, the 20th chapter, mm-hmm. around the sixth uh, verse. It talks about the unliving bread. Right. And because right. of the fact that a lot of people, I, I just believe that uh, because, like you said, we don't read, but we read what being taught to right. us. Right. <laughs> and, and meaning if I'm, uh, you done taught me something, when I read the Bible, for God so loved the world, it's kind of like this person told me. She says that, uh, I said, sister, you need to be saved and uh, converted. And she said, I am, because the Bible says he that believing and is baptized, mm-hmm. that make me say. <laughs> so my pastor baptized me, so everything else I can say, it didn't mean anything to her. Because she was saying that she was baptized by her pastor, and mm-hmm. she believed it. And so she said she don't club anymore, she don't do this and do that. So therefore, she thought, that that made her safe. So as it was mm-hmm. with the uh, the holy days, as I said, the, mm-hmm. that you brought to my attention, even though I was still saying I was a Gentile. Mm-hmm. And some of the people today are saying they are Gentile. Uh, are saying they are Gentile, but at the same time, they are holding to... The things, and it's, they said, well, it, uh, the first fruit, it, that ain't in the uh, New Testament. That's in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked in Luke 24 and looked in John 5th chapter, yeah. uh, 28th, 29th verse, I, I began to read that, wait a minute, the first fruit is talked about. Sure, absolutely. So uh, the same thing about Pentecost. The only thing we know about Pentecost is Acts in the <laughs> when second the Holy chapter. Was given. Right, Acts the, uh, the second chapter yeah. and the third second verse. We want to talk about that, and they don't even have that right. No, no. So no. all the uh, and I'm just naming these because these were uh, I would say a stumbling block, mm-hmm. but yet 
because I was looking at everybody else mm -hmm. going to the re religion, re as you say, the churches. Mm -hmm. And I say, the mass of the people can't be wrong. Even though I read, right. broad is the yes. way. Right, right. But yeah. in my book, yeah. I was looking at just what, uh, and I, I thank you really. We thank God that you brought opening my eyes to some things that mm -hmm. it would be a blessing to others as well that they need to have somewhere to come to learn special just learn the basic of the Bible. I, yeah. It's surprising me. We, do you know we think that getting the Holy Ghost is me speaking in tongues and jumping <laughs> and shouting? Now, we really do. We, yes, I, I mean, it, I it's comical, but it's because of the lack of learning. Yes. And so when we supposedly get the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. and we speak in some kind of tongue that we don't understand, and right. then we go back to our household we still got unsaved wives. Mm -hmm. We still got unsaved husband. The wife got unsaved husband. Let me make that plain. Mm -hmm. I, I realize I'm in a different day. <laughs> so we still got these things, but it's the lack of knowing the truth of the scriptures. Yes, absolutely. And in the New Testament, you know, throughout Acts and all the, the writings of Paul and, and Peter and others, uh, they they talk about the holy days, okay, and we just just slide right over it, and as if it doesn't mean anything. But see, they looking at it as the Jews. Yeah, you see. Yeah, well, and that's something that uh, <laughs> one of the first things I uh, start off with in opening uh, March second uh, at the King of God Learning Center at fifteen uh, Blaylock and Habeville is to discuss. Who we are, All right. the black folks here in the United States of America, right? So that w you would know and show you the prophecy about us coming here to the United States of America as slaves in ships, and and throughout the Bible, I mean, the Bible is mostly written about us, right. and we think it was written about them. Right. And why? Because they gave us a certain looking Jesus. You know that looked like them, and, and so and because they were in power, uh, so we think that oh God must be on their side because God must look like them, and right. that is so far from the truth. But but concerning the holy days and uh, uh, hold up, let me, let me just before you get into <laughs> okay. that, let me make this what we are doing. We are not teaching a black white thing. No, not at all. Uh, not I at have all. Uh, white listeners as well as black listeners. Yes. But we want you to understand where you may have an uh, understanding of the truth. A lot of people don't yeah. because we have been brainwashed from a child up. Because I remember, I want to tell this right quick before, before mm -hmm. we get on that. I remember getting a job. I was living in Portland, Oregon. And uh, I had got upset with the man at uh, the mechanic shop. I graduated from auto mechanic. And I thought with my paper, I can go get me a job and mm -hmm. start putting on alternator starter. But I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. They kept put me on the floor mopping up oil and uh, throwing little sawdust on there to get it and then sweep it up. That's all I had to do mm -hmm. and pull the car in and pull the car out. And then they hired another Caucasian young man. Mm -hmm. He didn't have no paper. Mm -hmm. he, he hadn't finished high school. 
and they train him to pull off starters and and alternators. Mm -hmm. And I got so upset, so I said, well, you know, I never quit a job, and I never got fired, and I never quit a job without having another job. Mm -hmm. So I went working at where they make bed springs, where you tie the big the springs together. And lo and behold, in the midst of that, I saw a man coming, a slim man, with his jacket on, with his beard, and had his hair down to his shoulder. Man, I say, that come Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I, re- I, I was a sinner, yeah. wasn't trying to be saved, exactly. but it was put in my mind yes. that that was Jesus. Jesus right. So, yeah. therefore, I mean, I, it scared me so to, uh, I, I was asking somebody else, man, do you see that guy? They said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's George somebody. I forgot his name. But they said, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, the head supervisor. Yeah. I said, that, that man looked like Jesus. You know? Right. And that's what's killing a lot of people yes. today. Yeah, and and if I could just comment on that, uh-huh. uh, that that is what we need to look out as we get in closer to end time. Right. Because the Bible tells us that the Lord is not coming back the way that a lot of people are saying that he is. Okay. All right? All right. And so there will be this person on earth. Okay. Who people will believe because of the miracles and everything. They're going to think that that's the Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, see, the Bible tells us that we should not be looking or having graven images. And so what they have done, just like it says in Romans 1, is that they have taken the glory of God and made it an image of a man. There you go. That's where the source, because God has turned them over for doing those kind of things, or the four-footed beasts. Uh-huh. He had those people who were perpetuating those kinds of you know, Christmas and Easter and Good Friday and homosexuality coming up on them for doing those kinds of things because they're taking the godly things and they're merchandising you with it. So all of these holidays, holidays, I'm sorry, uh-huh. all of these holidays, they're just centered around you spending a lot of money. Right. That's, you know? that's it. It's but, nothing but godly. Exactly. And so it's all about money. Right. And they're merchandising you with it. But there will be the day that's coming when you will not be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. And so this is a setup concerning this pre-tribulation rapture. And so I would like to also teach you on that. But this is down the road where we will be touching bases on that. But yes, we should not be having this image Right. Of anything that's in heaven. There you go. And that's where the Lord is. And so when you display an image uh-huh. of what Jesus looks like, right. then that's blaspheming. And guess what? They even uh, they want to name girls angel. Look at my little angel. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and you can't and read nowhere. And the angel is a girl. Uh, right. Because they're on, you know. Uh, sexual. The Bible right. says that, you know, as the angels who do not marry are given in marriage. Right. So, you know, so anyway. But they come as yeah. a male, every angel every that you ever yeah. seen. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's kind of it, like everybody, all the sisters yeah. want to say, 
uh, uh, God spoke through a donkey. I know he can speak through <laughs> me, but guess what? Read what the scripture yeah. said. But the donkey spoke in yeah. a man's voice. Yeah. <laughs> you see, we don't take the little bitty thing. We want to fix it up instead of reading what the scripture says. Yeah. But to the holy days and all, throughout the New Testament, Paul was teaching them about the holy days. And what has happened is that two particular cases in, in, in Acts 16, is one that you referenced earlier, mm -hmm. uh, and I think uh, 1 Corinthians 16, I'm uh -huh. not sure the first one was in Acts 16, it talks about the days of unleavened bread, uh, and it talks about the first, and notice that the word day is italicized. Now you'll find this in the King James Version, but every time you see the first day, the word day is italicized. They threw that in there. Right. Now, you're not going to find there about 35 different uh, English translations of the Bible. Okay. And many of them have changed words. They have eliminated verses. So you have to be real careful about what Bible that you use as a reference. But that first day or first of weeks in which they're referencing, it was talking about the holy day. That only comes once a year. Paul, when he wrote the letter, he was so far away, he would never get there within seven days. Right, right. And so what first day of the week are you talking about, Paul? Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to take him at least a month or more to get to where he wrote the letter to. Right. And we didn't have jets back yeah, then. Yeah, we didn't have jets and, and uh, fast rail trains and, right, you know, right, uh, right. all those things, you know, for him to get there in a few days. Right. Uh, so... It's those kinds of things that we can't ignore. And as I said, sometimes we have to allow our common sense to kick in, you know, and we might read that one or two verses, but read the rest of 1 Corinthians 16. And it will tell you where Paul was when he wrote that. It will also tell you about him being somewhere for one of the holy days when right. he passed through. Right. So, but we just concentrate on those one or two verses so that when they're raising an offering, they convince you that you have to give. Right. You know, and you ignore the whole rest of the chapter. Right. You know, so it's those kinds of things that we have to overcome so that we have a better understanding of what we believe. This was handed to us, you know, Amen. and so we need to understand, you know, uh, what the Scripture says rather than what's been handed to us all these years. Amen. Well, I, I hate to break in again. I want you all to get this number. If you have any questions, feel free to call and get some information. But right now, we're going to take a break. Be back in a couple of minutes. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware.
Well, we're back. Amen. As we said, if you have any question and uh, anything you want to discuss or you disagree or you agree, or you can reach us by dialing 404-355-8699 or if you're out of the regular calling, international calling, you can reach us at one 923 2860 That's 404-355-8699. And the, the scripture that Dr. Brown, before we went on break, he was discussing, if you read it when you get a chance, uh, you can go back to Acts 20th chapter. Right, He's not right, teaching mm-hmm. uh, when he was saying that they they going and it, and uh, they would be uh, we will sail away from right. Philippians after the five after the days of unleavened bread, and he came unto them five in five days. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, uh, we we don't want to spend enough time. Uh, we don't want to spend a lot of time on that because we want to be a blessing. To some of you, you know, as well as I know, that the church is not doing what it's supposed to do. We are only gathering together and we'll go and help the preacher preach and he'll entertain it. And I've been there. I have I was a pastor for 30 years, 32 years to be exact. And and I've seen a lot of people they, they will come and they and they don't have a desire to win people to Christ. They don't have a desire to do anything but attend the church and pay their money. And don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We need finance in order to be a blessing, in order to keep yep. the lights and all this on. But, but, but we get so caught up in the people just showing up and giving money to we forget about. We forget about what God saved us for. Yes. And he said he called you out of the world to be a light to the world. And I believe that a lot of people can't be that light because nobody is teaching us. Because mm. we look at this people, we look at that people, they're doing it, and it's just like I said, either McDonald's or Burger King. I <laughs> win this. We all do it. Some of us like McDonald fries, some like Burger King fries, some like Wendy's fries, but we still eating fries. Mm. We have to move from the potato wedges, mm. from fries to the potato wedges. <laughs> I, I know it's a poor illustration, but that's, that's what good. I'm seeing today. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't want to cut you off because mm. it's good. Mm. You're saying we're going to have to get you back on when we come closer to the Passover okay. to talk about the holy days. But what here's the problem. The problem is what you bring into the forefront more so uh, than all the the other. When I look at one church I'm thinking about here in the metro area, right on the corner of uh, uh, Moreland and Memorial, they have four churches in that one building. Yeah, you know. (laughs) So I'm trying to say, why is all these churches in one building? And everybody say, we teach. So what are you going to bring to them that and, and, and you all, this is not rehearsed. I mm-hmm. promise you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, he don't even. He didn't even know I'm throwing these questions. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> right. And so, but I want to know what is you presenting that the rest of the McDonald's and Burger <laughs> King didn't. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, one of the things uh, that uh, 
you know, I, uh, you know, I, I've been around for a number of years to the different churches. Right. You know, and, um, you know, I, I, I just don't see uh, the results, you know, the manifestation. Yeah, some people are doing, you know, ministry. Right. And that's good. It's just a few. But for the most part, people go to church and they sit there for two hours maybe, and then they all depart and go home. Right. They don't have any fellowship. Okay. They don't know anybody. Right. They don't know if anybody have needs or right. anything like that. And right. that's not the example that I see in the book of Acts. Okay. Now, I'm not advocating that we all sell all that we have and put all the money into one pot and take care of each other. That is not what I'm advocating at all. Right. But what I do believe is that we need to get together. Okay. And sometimes people need to pray. Right. Because they had a rough week maybe or they're going through some changes or some difficulties. Right. So what we want to do in the Kingdom of God Learning Center is that from 1130 to okay. noon. All right. Anybody want to come and pray for themselves or pray for somebody else. Okay. Or pray with somebody. Okay. You know, and to sing and praise the Lord. And But this will be our prayer time. We're not going to wait for somebody to stand up and pray for everybody. Okay. Uh, and, and to hear what they're praying. Right. No, you have your own personal prayers. And, yeah, I know that you should pray in the closet. But sometimes, you know, praying with somebody might just relieve some of the tensions and uh, some of the pains that you might have been going through all week. And you need to fellowship with somebody else and just talk about some things with somebody. So 11.30 to 12 o'clock, we want those who want to come in and just fall on their face like the Lord did, fall on their face, you know, uh, and, and, and pray. And when you look at worship in the Scripture, okay. every time I look at the word worship in the Scripture, people will prostrate right. before they, those that they were worshiping. Our definition of worship is just going to church, and that's worship. Right. And holding your hand up right, and man. waving in the air. Right. And then you curse somebody else out on the way out the door. Right. I'm saying that because of my personal experience when I was in this Baptist church. And uh, believe it or not, I used to play the piano at that time. That was so long ago. But anyway, uh, I was uh, leading the choir and I asked uh, uh, a brother to button up his coat because I wanted us to be uniformed. And, uh, man, he told his mama that morning, when we had church that evening, his mama cursed me out right <laughs> after we finished <laughs> communion, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's those kinds of things right. that, you know, oh, man, this, it's just frustrating. And so I see these kinds of things happening, you know, and we pray, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm saying to myself sometimes, well, maybe God's not hearing us. We need to pray a little louder. Because what we're praying for, uh, nothing changing. Now you're sounding like Elijah. <laughs> say, maybe y'all need to pray yeah, a little higher. Uh, uh, that's where I got yeah. it from. <laughs> yeah, says, uh, uh, yeah. you know, maybe y'all God is on yeah, vacation. Exactly. And it does yeah. really look like that. 404 yeah. 355 8699. God bless you, caller. You are on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ware. God bless you, too, Dr. Brunswick. How you both doing? Doing wonderful, yes, brother. Good, good, good. Just want to thank you both for for 
for what you're putting out and for the work that you guys about Dr. Brunswick is about to to to, to embark upon, which he's already been doing. But I just want to ask him a question, um, just so the listeners can get um, a little clarity. Because sometimes I think when we hear information, uh, we have to get the the wholeness and the, the wholeness of the information. My question is, and I agree with you that these things are important, definitely God's holy days, because that way you can see uh, his hand in his plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my question is, for somebody out there that may be hearing this, is that a salvation issue for them? Because some people, Mm -hmm. I'm just asking, some people may, uh, may buffet or rebuttal because they may be under the impression that they... Uh, will bust hair wide open if they don't keep a feast day or, or a Sabbath day. Can right. you just elaborate on that just a little bit? Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your question. And I hope that uh, you will be uh, helping out in the ministry as well. Uh, but yes, the holy days, uh, I, I think, is important. First of all, to know that it is not a salvation issue now. And it may have been a salvation issue in the past in the Old Testament when you had to kill or shed the blood to atone for your sins. You don't have to kill an animal to atone for your sin today because Christ has shed his blood on the cross. Amen. But the scripture tells us that the holy days are a shadow of things to come. Now, to a lot of people, just saying a shadow of things to come, it doesn't really impact them because they don't understand what does it mean of things to come. So let me back up a little bit. The Lord died on Passover. And, And some will say that, oh, well, the holy days, that's for the Jews. Well, if the Lord died on Passover for your sins as well, you taking advantage of it. If he rose on first fruit, that is also for your benefit. The Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost. You taking advantage of it is for your benefit as well. So those are the holy days in the past. And you are partakers of the things that he did on those holy days because those things happen on the day that they were being celebrated. But there are other holy days that have not occurred yet. And so when you understand the purpose, all right, for the Feast of Trumpets, then you will stop believing in this false pre-tribulation rapture mm-hmm. because he tells us to watch. But what you're going to watch when you don't know what you're watching for? Uh, so, so there are other holy days, atonements, uh, and, and uh, tabernacle, and the last great day. So those are the shadow of the things to come. And so when you learn those things to come, you will have a better foundation of your salvation. Not that it's a salvation issue, 
the one thing in the New Testament that it tells you to do, that uh, ordinance that's carried over to the New Testament is the communion, is the Lord's Supper. But the other things that they did on those holy days that pertaining to the law, all right, that is no longer uh, needed. Well, I want to add as well what it did for me. It's kind of like uh, when I was driving, working, and uh, somebody said it was uh, the Christmas holiday, mm -hmm. or somebody said it was New Year holiday, or somebody said it was uh, uh, the so-called Easter holiday. I got all work. I looked forward to it because <laughs> I wanted to pay. Yeah. I wanted pay, yeah, and I wanted to be off work yeah. on those days. It didn't <laughs> mean nothing. I, listen, <laughs> I wasn't even celebrating Christmas. Yeah. But the benefit of me being off work and getting paid was the thing that I was looking forward to. So it had some significant value to me. Mm -hmm. No, it didn't give me my job. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> make my job. Right. But having some But you took advantage, advantage of it and participated in it because there of the value it gave to you. So, right. so that helped me, the holy days helped me not to like people say, oh Jesus can come tomorrow. No, you know, no I, way. I, I, but I'm saying before mm -hmm. I began mm -hmm. to study the holiday, right. I was one of the ones saying, yeah, yeah the Lord can show up tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 I didn't know because it was said, uh, they taught the religious crowd, and I was part of it, mm -hmm. they taught that we, the church, going to get raptured yeah, out yeah. and leave everybody, leave all the sinners. And that's the deception. That's the truth. Right. Yes. And, and I didn't know about it until yeah. I, because I promise you, yeah. I was in a church that was teaching it, and my deceased wife one day, I, I played a joke on her, mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, uh, she come in the house looking for me. I had done went up under the bed, mm -hmm. and she thought we had went to this particular church. And I ain't going to even call it church yeah. name, and uh, I'm sure Mother Jones will remember the incident uh, because she was a part of the church as well. I hid up under the bed, and she said, oh, Lord, Jesus then came between James and left me <laughs> because we didn't know. No, we didn't know. But just think of this. Just think of this now. If the Lord did something on those holy days that's right. passed in the past, for instance, if he died on Passover, if he rose from the grave on first fruit, those are the holy days that they were observing, and if the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost, which was celebrated long before you see in the book of Acts, because it was just 50 days after for its fruit. So if those things existed in the past on the day that they were observed, duh, don't you think that they will happen in the future? Why would God change his M.O.? What he has done before on those holy days, and we expect them to have no significance in the future, that just doesn't seem right to me. Well, but it's for his people to know. There you go. That's what it's I was for his throw people. Up. It's and, not for yeah, the world. It's to not know. for the world to know. So the let them believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. That's okay. That's that's God's. God will let people know who He wants to know. Right. Right, and that's what I was uh, getting ready to say. 
we are so caught up on uh, things trying to agree with the world. Mm. We cannot, the scriptures say, come out from among mm -hmm. the world exactly. and be ye separate. Yes. But the church done got so worldly uh, till we really not even observing the scripture. Yeah. We take the pastor, take a text, and once he take a text, and he read one verse, and now he done preached the whole sermon on that one verse, and he mm -hmm. done put in everything of the world to make the people talking that they want to believe. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm I, I not, mm -hmm. like I said, we're going to have to come back on that. But, yes. uh, okay, so 1130, 1130 uh, to noon. Right. That's the time for uh, praise and worship. Okay. You know, and I'm talking about, you know, people coming because they want to pray to the Lord. You could individually pray silent in your corner or wherever you want to be within the sanctuary. You okay. know, everybody could pray at the same time and to each other quietly. And uh, from noon to 1.30, and sometimes that's hard to do, from noon to 1.30, probably go to 2 o'clock sometimes <laughs> because people have questions and I want participation. Right. Because people need answers. And if something that they're not understanding, they need to talk about it because somebody else may not understand it as well. As well. So from noon to about 1.30, uh, then we'll have study. And then from 1.30 till 2 o'clock, okay. that's when we'll Wait have fellowship. Don't go too fast. Now, when you say study, that means you're answering questions. And... I, I will have a plain lesson. Okay, you know gotcha. it would be plain what I will be teaching. Okay, you know so uh, I'm just not going to have hodgepodge any kind of question that you want. You know it, we'll talk about a particular subject. Okay, and most of the times when I'm on a particular subject, it's not going to last just one Sabbath. It's going to be extended four weeks, eight weeks, maybe three months. But we're going to drill down on these things and get a full understanding before we move on further. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So and after that, after yep. they uh, get that and... Then I, there's fellowship. I, okay. Yeah. So and we want to go downstairs, drink, eat, uh, dance, uh, sing, you know, praise the Lord that way if we want to. Okay. Uh, and then from 2 o'clock to maybe 2.45, about 45 minutes, uh, then we may have someone to come in to talk about special topics. And okay. so we would like to have, you know, people to talk about a dieting, uh, uh, those who are going out to the nursing home, uh, what, what has happened while you're at the nursing home, the prison ministry, give an update of the prison ministry, uh, discipleship ministry, tutoring. We want men and women's fellowship that they could have the women's breakfast and men's breakfast. We want people to learn each other, to know each other, and to be there for each other in right. the process, you know. And so this is sort of the order of, uh, of East uh, Sabbath. We want people to come in from the community to share with us some of the uh, things that are available to us, resources that are available to us that we don't know about. You know, maybe someone could come in and talk to us about finances. So there's a whole host of things that we don't know that we need to learn. And that's why we're calling it the Learning Center, because there's a lot of teachings that we need to do so that people will be educated not only about the Scripture and about their salvation, but also how to live effectively in this world. You know, you know, uh, 
Dr. Brent, but here's what really, really, you're so right. Matter of fact, a sister was talking to me about a particular guy, and, and I said, well, wait a minute, this guy, he's a man, he's supposed to do that. And then I thought about, the reason I know this is because I was in, uh, brought up by a man, but all boys today are not brought up by a man. Mm. So right. they don't know how a man's supposed to act. Right. And I had to I, I thought about that riding down the road. I said, you know what? Uh I was fussing, uh really upset and saying, Hold up, that's the problem. These men's coming to these women, these women's doing this little uh nanny annie stuff and trying to intercede for them. I said, Wait a minute, they're supposed to be a man. Mm. When I my family, bro, I got in trouble, uh, got hurt and and, and uh, couldn't go to work, and I, I had to lose my apartment and and everything. And this was before, right before I got my house and stuff, I was homeless. I didn't know mm. where to wow. go with my family, yeah. but I thought the, I was a man. Resources. Who do you call when you're in trouble? Right. Who but see, give you guidance? Right. I, I thought about I'm being a man. I'm responsible. Yes. Even if I have to go pick up cans at that time <laughs> or, or drink balls yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, it was for me to yes. provide. Yes. God had chose me, especially being saved. Yes. But then I thought about uh, my raising up played a big part in it. I was raised by a man that believed in working and providing for the lady because it was a different era mm -hmm. than what we have now. It's totally different era. Yeah. So, you know, those things really need to be taught. Right. And it uh, needs to be done now. in the church. In the We're church, We're supposed right. to be there for each other. Right, right. You know? and see, I shouldn't have to go out to the world to help me in different right. things. There the you go. church should be there for me. Now, if see, it's alcoholism or whatever the spiritual problem might be, that's what the church should be about. It says that we are a holy nation. Okay. So where's our nation? Well, see, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. That's why I come from pastoring the church mm -hmm. to we have an organized house service. Yeah. I'm not condemning right. the church, but I'm saying these people are going to church and they can't get help. Mm -mm. I'm saying how can I help them? So I'm going and doing it a different, just a different yeah. way. From house to house, like Paul and them dealt with house to house service, right. but they also had a congregation. And you they took care of each other's needs. Right, right. Yes. So basically, yes. that's what I'm trying to do in a different form. Yes. You're doing it in a bigger way. I'm doing it in the baby yeah. way. Oh, well, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm doing it in the baby yeah. way, house to house mm -hmm. service with designated watchmen. Right. And I'm, I'm, I promise you, I can see the Lord is beginning to open up. I'm meeting, uh, uh, the brother might be listening now. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, matter of fact, his last name, we are no related, mm -hmm. uh, unless we came from the same yeah. <laughs> uh, same plantation. But he was in, he's in Louisiana. All right. And uh, his name happened to be Ware. Okay. Jason, uh, and, and I was so excited to meet this brother, the young brother, standing Strong in the word, mm -hmm. and uh, we supposed to meet, and and he want to get something started. We got brother OJ in the north part of Louisiana, mm -hmm. and we got uh, Deacon uh, Gene in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, so but uh, 
and, and, and see, the people, they love to get on this tithe thing. Mm -hmm. And they get on the tithe thing, but you don't see nothing with the tithe. Yes. Well, the, the first 10% of any donations that's given to the Kingdom of God Learning Center uh -huh. will be set aside to for outreach and to help others who might be in need. And that's what it yeah. was for. In yes. the, when you look in the scripture, that's what it was for. That it was set aside. It wasn't paying the salary. That salary was yeah. different. Yeah. You know. Well, there's no salaries in the Kingdom of God Learning well, Center. I'm not I, accepting any salaries. And, uh, you know, if God has gifted me with what he has given to me, then, you know, I'm giving this freely. And uh, it's for the ministry. So, uh, but not everybody can, you know, do that. But uh, I uh, appreciate uh, that I've gone. I work hard. And uh, I've been able to save up a few dollars. And so, you know, now if I get to the point where I'm hungry, I expect the church to feed me. Amen. If That's I, what the scripture is. That's what Paul said. Yeah, if I'm hungry or if I'm homeless yeah. or whatever the case might be. The Paul church said, I, to took the one, exactly. I took the one church to, yeah. to, to be a blessing to the other yes. church. And, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, and right now, preachers are making, you know, it's amazing how they're making Tithes be salvation, mm. and and yeah. I see many of them doing that, mm -hmm. making tithes be salvation. They're saying if you don't pay your tithes, you're robbing God. God yeah. Well, guess what? You're supposed to be willing to give yeah. unto God. The Bible said, "Whatever a per person purpose in his, his heart, heart, so yeah. let yeah. him give yeah. unto yeah. God, not grudgingly, right. not of necessity." Yeah. Not because I think you got a need, right. but because I want to be part of what you're doing yes. and that we can be a blessing because God done blessed me. Yes. If we could just catch hold to that, I'm oh, telling man. you. You know, I've, I've been the tither ever since I was a teenager. Uh -huh. I've, been, I've been the tither. Okay. Uh, and uh, so God has blessed me, I feel, because of it. You know, and uh, but one of the things that happened when I started writing the books is that I stopped tithing, giving to uh, the churches and all because they weren't really doing anything to help the people or for the ministry. And so I deposited my tithes in the checking account, and it's built up, and I've been distributing the books free of charge, and everything I do is coming from the tithe that I used to give to the church. All and right. now it's going to the ministry of the kingdom of God. Okay, you know would you please, before we run out of time, give right. your telephone number and that somebody can get in touch with you. Okay, my phone number is 404-202-7064. Once again, please. 404-202-7064. Amen. It's been, it been a great blessing, and I promise you, if the Lord's will, this will not be the last time. All right, and we thank God for you. We want to be behind you and doing what you're doing because God moving me uh, in one way, and I'm, I'm looking for uh, the Lord to have people behind me in the adventure that I'm doing. You can yes, reach Brother well. Ware at 404-293-7557. If you don't have his number, most of you know this number. We'll be more than happy to uh, give you his number. And again, we want to say thank you. And as you. I always say, Brother West, always say this. You don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ.
God bless you. Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina. 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E A S L E Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.